Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Woodshop Podcast, episode 144, brought to you by your local VFW. Don't forget their weekly pancake breakfast and 25-cent drafts every Sunday. Your host, Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop, the king of man-tweezer multi-packs, and Polish draft dodger, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks. The man, (laughs) if you unhusked his torso, would be covered in buttered corn kernels, and me. Keith Johnson, rising leader of Shopcat Nation and walnut lover. Mike Coffey has flown the coop and we're running lean. Follow us all on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Grinder, Vero, and in your local penny saver. What is oh up, gentlemen? God. Oh my God, you are hired. <laughs> that is amazing. That's oh, it. I got Pete, you're out. You're, you're <laughs> out. Now, been ousted. Out. Dan, you're on ice. <laughs> <laughs> you're on ice. I'm always on ice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was incredible. That was, um, that was incredible. And the only reason we're able to afford such a celebrity on the show <laughs> is because of our patrons. Now, if, if you don't, if, again, if you missed the intro, Keith Johnson is visiting us again. Uh, Mike is at a festival event, so we got Keith uh, this week. He was gracious enough to help. Uh, I threatened to not let him use my drum sander, so he said, "Fine, I'll do it." So that's how we got him. But we also got, got a them. couple of patrons that helped us make this help us make this show possible, and uh, we got a new one this week, and it is Brayden from Little Bug Woodworking. Hey. Yes, Little Bug Woodworking. That's a neighbor of yours, Dan. Might be rating. Yeah, might be rating worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not a patron? Don't <laughs> underestimate the power up. of guilt. It's weird. Peer That's pressure right. works. You know, the cool kids are signed up. <laughs> and it, uh, here's a couple of really, really cool kids, our top tier patrons. So we got Daniel Bryson, Bill Burkle from uh, WTB Woodworking. Keith and I actually yeah, saw him baby. a couple weeks ago. Uh, Malcolm from Bossa Nova Woodworks. Uh, he is definitely not doing anything with Dan's mom. Uh, Jake <laughs> Kameen, uh Justin from Cavalry Customs. Uh, Christian uh, Tungi, Tung. Uh, Square Splinter, Tim from Lock City Woodworks, Michael Flickinger, Scott Holland, Michael Lydon, uh, Alexander Copajons, and Jacob Miller. Thank you so much, all of you. And um, there is definitely no hierarchy, but uh, the lower you were on that list, the longer you've been with us. And we love you so, so much. Speaking of Tim from Lock City Woodworks, did you guys see that he won the CNC that Morgan Hopp was giving away? With did he the win it? Yeah, oh, no way. Yeah, That's Morgan was awesome. doing that really cool giveaway where he he didn't like do a random number generator. He had people make videos and then he just kind of picked from his heart and he picked Tim. That is that is that is awesome. I actually like that cuz yeah. I don't know. You, we've all done giveaways and yeah. sometimes it's hard to get the right person. That's not a giveaway. So, <laughs> yeah, big congrats over to Tim. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Oh my god. I guess all those good words we put in with uh, Morgan Hop finally paid off. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're taking credit. Yeah, you're uh, welcome, hey, Tim. Which one of these patrons is uh, entering? Him? Yeah, he's got it. Go to him. Well, what's going on, boys? How are not you? A whole lot. Not a, really a, good not time. a whole lot. You've been. I don't busy. do much. I don't do anything. I just show up for this once a week. You kind of do, yeah, yeah. But me, me, me too. I just, I just phone it in every week. <laughs> it's always like me me and Dan will legitimately text each other or the group once in a while and be like, 
it's Thursday. It's not a question. There's no period, exclamation, nothing. It's just, it's Thursday. A statement of fact. Like, let me ask you this. Does your week start with a Friday? I feel like my week, like, I, my week ends with a Thursday because I have to remember what everything I did week last week. starts with a, oh, God, it hurts to move. <laughs> <laughs> so you start a week every day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Welcome to 44. You, Keith, like, so you're, I mean, you're you're working from home. You're mm-hmm. self-employed. You do this full time. Do you, did you lose your sense of the week or do you have like, because of maybe like, I've heard people say when they launch a video, like, let's say Friday or Thursday, whenever, like that's when their weekends, like they think of like that as the end of the week, not Sunday. How does your week look? No, it's a weird mental thing now where every day can be a Monday or every day is a two. It doesn't matter. I work seven days a week. The only thing that delineates the weekend is my wife is home. Like she's done work Same. on Friday. But, and now I've been working so many long hours. Sometimes during the day, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. I'll do it on night shift. Like I'll do it tonight when I'm out there. And it's, I only look forward to the weekends. I only look forward to the weekends because my kids don't have to go to school. Therefore, I don't have to get up super early and take them to school. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every day is the same pretty much can be. And that's, I, which I do love that freedom. And even though I'm in the shop like all weekend, I don't necessarily give everything i got on the weekends but i'm out there just because that's my hobby too so i don't even know what else to do i can't just sit around and what do i do with my hands (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah the cats don't want to be in the house they want to be outside they They do they haven't been out there in a couple days so i think they're getting a little restless (laughs) well what do you mean you're not in there what's going on nobody likes a restless Cat. I've been uh, in the closet doing voiceover and editing all day today and yesterday. I was in Connecticut taking these two slabs up there for the client to look at and figure out, make sure we got the right design and leg design and sizes and everything. So, yeah, I've been kind of running all around this week, picking up material and going to, going over to um, True Trade Carpentry, their shop, and flattening stuff on their big old Laguna CNC. So... So did the client, so we'll, we'll jump into like the what's on a bench, but I'm going to grill you on some of the stuff that I know you're working on. <clears throat> so you were, um, you did something that I've never heard someone do, which is instead of doing a sample piece, you, you took that slab that was flattened, hit the whole thing with shellac and drove mm-hmm. it up to the client to have them choose the orientation of the table. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Commitment. Cause I was finding like, I liked the other side, even though when we had seen it from a picture in rough form. We had decided to go the other way. But then when I flipped it over and I put finish on it, I was like, this looks so much better. Not to mention, just flipping it end for end looked different on both sides. So there were really four ways this this slab could have worked. Mm. And ultimately, she ended up picking the way that she originally had decided on, which is fine. I, you know, I don't. The ultimate goal here is to make sure that I don't bring that thing in there and pop it down. And she's like, oh, I wish we had done it the other way. Like, I don't right. want that. It's worth the extra yeah. time driving up there and um, making sure that she's going to get what she wants. So, because I'm, you know, each leg is different on this. So, if I build a mounting plate and recess it in for one specific leg and the other, like, I can't just move them. She can't be like, oh, can we just switch legs, put that over there and turn this around? No, it's not like ambidextrous. I wanted to point that out because, like, that's commitment, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I know you're like the running joke on your podcast is that like you, you, you build projects at the speed of Keith. 
you know, like, you take a little longer. <laughs> but, like, like, this is the reason, like, you really do truly think about this stuff. I've, I've seen inside your head a little bit helping you out. And, like, the fact that you drove up there with a finish, literally, like, you put finish on it just so they could yeah. see the grain pop. Uh, and then you re- the reason you did shellac, you explained it to me, was... Oh, it just comes off so easily, right? I mean, yeah, and not only, not only that, if, uh, and I've learned this the hard way, is if you're using epoxy to fill voids or whatever, you really want to finish around those areas first. Shellac is just easy because it dries instantly, and then it seals the pores, and that penetrating epoxy can't penetrate around it. Because what you'll find, which Pete and I, when, we, when I did that cutting board, is if you don't seal the grain around it, it just seeps into those pores, and you can't get it out. And even with one coat of shellac on this, there's still a bunch of black epoxy in some of the grain around the holes or voids that I filled. Interesting. So you almost got to do it with two coats, I guess. Yeah. Two, by the way, two things we learned from engra- laser engraving a cutting board and then filling it with epoxy. Maple, the grain's not as tight as you think it is, mm. first of all. Second of all, um, if you laser engrave something that doesn't like cauterize the the grain, it's the wood still open. Yeah, the wood fibers. <laughs> it's still going to leak. Like this gray epoxy leaked like an inch around the thing and then like past it even. It yeah, was, it was like it was three, like, six, or almost a quarter inch deep. Yeah, we ended up having to just cut it. Well, he cut the whole piece off and then just made it <laughs> yeah. all another piece. I, the last thing I wanted to do was make a cutting board and then I had to like remake half of it. <laughs> Gosh, it was a nightmare. Lesson it's learned a, though. Yeah. Lesson learned. That's what it's all about. It is. Yeah. Learning and growing. <laughs> so now what are you doing with this with this slab? So there's actually two. There's two desks. One is for this guy's podcast that he has. It's a finance podcast. So in this office, it's a room separated by glass doors. It's pretty cool. So you, on one side is the podcast desk where he'll record his, and the other side is just his personal work desk. So yeah, in total, this was three slabs. One full slab for his podcast desk. The other desk is made from two slabs that I cut down the middle and then glued together. Um, you know, there's really not going to be that much of a live edge element in that one as there is on the other one. But... This guy has a slab desk just for his podcast? Yeah. Well, he has I feel like a failure all of a sudden. I know. I'm I'm literally <laughs> here with a Wayfair uh, They've got just what I need. metal thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need a bigger desk in here is what I need. I mean, I'm sitting at like a big L shape, but like it's like uh, Ikea tops. Yeah, I can see the nice uh, veneer there. I'm sitting at a desk I made years and years ago. Uh, It's it's uh, maple and birch and walnut. It's it's all kinds of stuff. Sounds like a cutting board. With the 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 Home Depot Depot gas (laughs) pipe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it, it, it. works you made it though you made it yeah but it's uh it's far from flat it needs a new top at least at least i I know a guy i do too Mm. and one of these days i'm gonna get around to it i have a i actually have a get off his ass and do it (laughs) (laughs) i actually have a large walnut slab that i bought specifically for that and one of these days one of these days it's gonna be what's on my bench (laughs) one of these days your desk is on your bench Yes. Speaking of what's on my bench, you guys ready? Hit ready it. To do the, ready to do the damn well, thing? Well, I guess we're kind of in it already, but... I, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's do it officially right now. Do it officially, please. What's on my bench? All right, Keith, so you have to do all that all over again. Yeah, right. yeah. Keith, repeat so, it. Right? Uh, you took two... <laughs> but, um, 
also you you delivered some stuff last week. How did that go? Was that yeah. in now fully? So huge thank you to Pete for coming over and helping me not only glue this thing up. That was I couldn't have really done that myself. And then he came over with his ninja packing skills and helped me cardboard and shrink wrap this thing and get it loaded in my truck just in time for it to rain and snow. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. We uh, put it in his I mean, truck and tarped it after it was all wrapped. I get home and like an hour later, I'm like, Keith, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, when we were out there, I looked up. I could see the moon. I could see stars. I'm like, we're yeah. all right tonight. Unbelievable. And that, I was not expecting snow the next day. So I did. I When it started raining, I went back out and put a second tarp on it. Um, and everything was fine. But it's like, oh, my God. Lord, help us. I probably we could have probably laid those flat, and then the uh, tonneau co- tonneau. How do you even pronounce that word? Tornal cover, tonneau cover, roll top cover. Oh, the roll top cover. Uh, yeah, would have gone over it, but huh. whatever. It was fine. I didn't think it was of safe. it. I don't want to like lay it on its side, just uh, mar it up or something. I know. That was a cool. But yeah, project. so that was, and like I said, like I told you, thank gosh mm. that. We decided not to glue that up as one big piece. It would have never made it in the house, never. Oh, we would have yeah. had to. We would have had to cut a hole in the side of the house on the second floor and crane it in, like Jason's <laughs> gonna have to do with his couch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's talking about that. Uh, yeah, uh, they put an addition on a house and then realized that they can't get anything up there. <laughs> yeah, I listened to a couple episodes back where they talked yeah. about that. Where you guys talked about that. I think I, I just pay a guy a guy on Fiverr to listen to it and give me the synopsis. <laughs> give me the cliff notes and uh, yeah, give me the cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give me a brief outline. I tell you, I mean, that's happened more times than than I care to remember. Where you think, oh, this is going to fit, no problem. And you get there and it does not fit, and you got to cut things apart and put it back together. And we did that at my sister's with this mudroom build. I'm like, I'm going to build the whole bottom bench as one piece, and then we get it there and we. It, the angle just would not work. Oh, and if, did you even try pivoting though? Oh, we pivoted, we tilted, <laughs> we turned, we did everything. We hooked it, every possible scenario. And that's the worst when something fits. You build it perfect for the space, but then you go to put it in and you go, "I didn't think about tilting it in place." Mm. Yeah, because you have trim or something and you can't do it. Yeah, there was like a little wing wall sticking out that was maybe 13 inches, and it was just enough where we couldn't hook it around the corner without. So, yeah, we had to like disassemble the thing and then cut it with the track saw, put it back together. Cut it? Yeah, we made it work. But it wasn't painted yet. So, this, I mean, we were lucky in that sense. It still hadn't been finished. Yeah, you don't want to do that like when the customer's there, the client. Like, what are you doing with that saw with the cabinet? <laughs> don't worry, I'm a professional. <clears throat> yeah, it's of sorts. I, I I gotta be honest, like I I I knew the the Lamello had a place in woodworking. Obviously, it looks very cool. I thought it was a little gimmicky initially. <laughs> then I saw him assemble this thing with the Lamellos and I honestly like I right now I don't I don't think I'm gonna get one. I think I will have one in my shop at some point because there's literally the the clamping so you you have the two lamels where you can like join them with an Allen wrench almost like the like the, you know a cheap IKEA furniture you turn the thing ninety degrees or one eighty or whatever yeah. and it like joins it together that but like strong 
And he was basically using that. The first time I really saw it was when you were building the shuffleboard table and you used it to basically clamp your pieces together. Oh, right, dominoes right. and a tabletop. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him just assemble this. I think this project would have been really hard to put together on site without those lamellas. Oh, yeah. It's so, um, such an interesting tool. Well, when I brought the two pieces together, since it was a combination of lamellos and dominoes, the, just the dominoes would have worked. But I would have had to keep the clamps on it until that glue set. And I used epoxy, you know, to give me a little more open time. But with the Clamex clamps, like those are your clamps. <clears throat> you turn them and walk away and it was done. Dan, have you seen so. it at work yet? I haven't like studied it or did any research into it. I've the only thing I've ever seen with the lamellos is whatever Keith shows, you know, little bits, bits and pieces. So mm-hmm. he he shows a lot of cutting and inserting, giggity. But yeah. like, <laughs> the actual like for assembly, the, he showed me a couple different ones. I'm not gonna lie, pretty pretty freaking cool. But yeah. even like when we were putting on those pieces of face frame, right when you were there, like all mm-hmm. we did was put glue on and turn the cam clamps. Like otherwise, we would have had to. Clamp those that things up. That does sound interesting to be able to do that on on site. Yeah, it's great and for you cabinetry have the, the and clamping force built in. That's, that's yeah, it's got about 180 pounds of clamping force on those, which is plenty for old... yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hope, yeah. If your joinery is <laughs> anywhere within range, that should be enough. As long as you don't have to bust out the walnut caulk. Uh, no, well, yeah, that we don't. <laughs> you know, you've, you don't have any gaps. You're mm. good. Yeah. It's not like that gap between the subway and the platform. <laughs> Mind it. Mind it. Yes. <laughs> what are you up to this week, sir? Me. I am uh, I'm doing a podcast this week. I'm super excited. Yeah. It's this one. Uh, mm. but actually no, I did a I did a podcast uh, earlier in a week uh, with Tiff and uh, Lee was a special guest. Remember Lee? Maker Allman? Conversations? Yeah. Conversations. I probably should have said the name. Thank you, Dan. Um, but ha- I was on uh so when I was the guest on it. Tiff surprised me with Lee as the co-host. Uh, it was oh. a lot of fun. I loved that, you know, like he was part of it. So now that he was the guest, I was the co-host. And, but although she apparently let it slip, so he knew that I was on it. Um, but it was super fun. I just, you know, I love those two. And um, I'm still trying to get Lee to WorkbenchCon. And Lee, Danielle, Same. if you're listening to this, uh, several people have offered to pitch in twenty to this is fifty dollars tribute. Yeah, uh, I wore my hat there in a pod to you know help him out. Also, we have a special code we got just for Lee. It's shop AWP. sounds. Shut sh- sh- your face. <laughs> AWP. It'll get fifty percent off of a ticket. Not fifty percent off. Not fifty percent off. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it'll get. 50% We're gonna have some angry listeners. One hundred dollars off of that ticket. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, $100 off that ticket, slash it in half, done. $50. Yeah, $50. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was on that podcast. That was actually a lot of fun. It was fun to catch up with uh, Lee and Tiff as well. And uh, Tiff know, from Night Carver Designs. Night Carver yes. Designs. She's basically kind of the behind the scenes of WorkbenchCon. So that's mm. really cool, too. Like she's Yeah, she does she's all their social Kristen. medias. Yeah, yeah uh, she helps Kristen like put it all together. So if you've noticed it this year being a lot more active, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's on it she she wants it to be bigger than it is and it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome year i think um so we're doing that uh we're also speaking of workbench con kind of planning out our our week because we're like we said we're driving down we're going to tennessee to visit bethany and brett uh who are in our community as well yet another um, week closer 
Seriously, me and Dan, uh, Dan and I, whatever. Dan and I were planning a like a impromptu Excuse last me, minute. I'm distracted. Keith was. So Keith is taking his shirt off. Yeah, this is why you watch the YouTube channel, guys, because you saw all of it. I almost saw a Johnson nipple. <laughs> I almost saw his morsels. <laughs> all the morsels. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> only. Um, all right. This is for top tier Patreon. Sorry, Pete. Go on. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so we're going to we're going to uh, uh, Tennessee, then we're going to. Alabama, uh, and then uh, in Alabama, we're staying in a converted school bus house, which is going to be awesome, that our friends built. Super cool. And Mike then Montgomery? we're going to the workbench gone. What was that? Mike Montgomery? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> our, our friend Tanya and, and Elvis. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the Airbnb, but it's basically, it's, they call it a schoolie because it's a two-story bus. Oh. Well, it's a regular school bus, but it has a second story built on top of it, so you have like a loft oh, okay. and stuff. Super cool. Uh, so we're staying there, Did and then that- we're going to... Did that pass all the codes? In <laughs> yeah. Alabama, they don't so have no. codes. Oh, God. <laughs> no engineering inspection codes. required. Yeah. This, is, this isn't New Jersey or Nebraska. Mm. No. It's okay. loosey-goosey. Um, so, yeah, I'm, we're just we're stoked for WorkbenchCon. It's going to be so much fun this year, uh, as it is everywhere, I think. And I just got some word of some other people coming that weren't going to go. So, you know, I'm holding out my – I'm hoping that Lee can go as well, Danielle. We're really mm-hmm. trying hard. Anyways, besides that, in the shop, I I finally knocked out all the ice climbing tools. Those are done, ready for delivery, Ooh. and the customers just like quiet. I just like, hey, it's ready for pickup. They're like, cool. I'm like, okay, ready for pickup. Just, they're here. <laughs> so I'm. They're so you got to hold on to them until they pick them up. You I mean, don't I'm ship sitting them out. on a couple thousand dollars worth of material yeah, here. So geez. like, if they want it, like, you know, plus they they need the the other half. <laughs> So, uh, uh, if they want it, they, you know, they better answer it's, it's out, of, out of my oh, hands. Okay. I got, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, I got paid and I, if they don't pick it up, then I guess I have a side thing to sell in a business, in the shop. Anyways, Facebook uh, marketplace, yeah, I marketplace them all. <laughs> um, aside from that, I got picked up a couple of commissions. I got, a uh, started working on some designs for display like folding display stands that I'm building for uh, a buddy of mine. And I'm trying to make them in a way that I can use them as well myself, or maybe modify them, maybe CNC them out or just like cut them to a certain plan and uh, knock those out as soon as possible. We also have a fair in March that we're already starting to prep for. So today Emma and I were sitting down just kind of going over like what we need to make for this event, because we're, we kind of got cleaned out this holiday season. Most of the stuff that we still have left over is like, holiday specific so i only have like seven eight cutting boards left i i need to have like 30 so i gotta get on that gotta make some of the coasters and all that other stuff so if you have any good ideas for things to make for vendor events that sell well hit me up uh keith is blurry yeah and sorry um, about that. <laughs> aside from that i don't know if i talked did i talk about emma last week coming on to help out no no, no? okay so emma is retiring from teaching See, she was, she's been a dance teacher for a while. Uh, she was a professional dancer before that. And now, you know, she commutes an hour there, an hour back. But she's literally, she got done teaching at 10. It's 1040 right now. She still has like 25 minutes to drive home. Nice. Um, yeah, it gets, she gets home really late. And that's a couple of times a week. So she's going to be done in June. And basically the idea right now is she's going to get a remote work from home job unless we can figure out a way for the business to pay for her income right now. So she is currently um, 
getting more and more involved, like a lot more involved. Like the goal is she goes full. <laughs> hey, Malcolm. Nice That's your cue, Pete. For a second. I still get it. You yeah. just got the hook. Anyways, so long story short. I'm still Emma learning how to do this. Is basically going to be coming on uh, semi full time while still like finishing off work or not. And if, if everything's good, if we're bringing in more income because we have that extra help on, uh, on hand, she might not be going full time to another job. She might just stay on, which would be really exciting. Mm. Uh, and also very like different that I'm going to continue being part time. She'll be full time, but she's handling a lot of the administrative stuff, really helping me out. And honestly, that is I've a gotten, big help. I've gotten so much done with her assisting me. It's been incredible. We've been talking about this for like a year plus, but it's finally happening. She's really getting involved. She's helping me with the listings. We're doing SEO stuff, all this stuff. And it's just, and we're just doing like 2% of what we need to do. When she comes on like full time and helps out with all this stuff, I cannot wait to see where we're going to be with her assistance. So super stoked for that. But Dan, I want to hear what's up with you. Did we go with you yet? No, yeah, I haven't went yet. Go uh, say the words. Keith just disappeared. There he but is. I'm here. Full focus. He's uh, a yeah, he's that. fighting with his camera. I feel like we have the same <laughs> camera. Um, yeah, my week's pretty standard week, you know. As as always, uh, I'm gonna say Etsy. But we were talking in the pre-show. I don't really go into like my process about how I handle. And I all asked those you orders. specifically to do. Yes. Um. So I do. We've talked about how I do a lot of bow ties and I do inserts and basically bow ties. I cut on my CNC. I just cut off a chunk of wood and then I have a file that uh, can be manipulated and to fit almost any size. Uh, anywhere between like 10 inches wide to 4 inches wide by however long I want. You know, up to 48 inches long. Hey-o. Uh Basically as long as my CNC can cut. And then I only offer 3 eighths of an inch thick bow ties and that was done specifically because I can do one on one side and one on the other. So, like, if I use a four-quarter board, I can get two per or mm. one per side. So, I only cut three-eighths inch thick. I'll take it to the bandsaw, resaw it all off, and they all just kind of fall off. And it's the easiest way to go about that. And inserts are the same. They're all about three-eighths of an inch or thinner. You know, no two miter saws are the same. Or table saws, for that matter. So they're all different. Um, way back when I first started, when I first had the idea to do inserts, it's not like I came up with inserts. But when I first came up with the idea of offering them, I did a shout out in my stories and asked people if they'd be interested in sending me their inserts for you know, a, a hard one to be sent back to them with their original insert. And a lot of people were kind enough to do that. So that's how I got a lot of my inserts. In the beginning, and yeah, that's uh, that's how it started, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. I've been doing, gosh, I, I must do seventy five to one hundred inserts a week, and then bow wow. ties are just like. Well, I've showed you how many orders I get in a week. It's, I know, and it makes me feel bad about my store. <laughs> and Mo- the me. last couple days hasn't been good. I only got four orders yesterday, and I've only gotten three today. I don't know what the heck's going on. That is super low for me. Um, anyways, enough Etsy talk. Uh, I mentioned—I think I mentioned last week that I took on a farmhouse table build. I just yeah. picked out the the wood for it. So uh, I think I also mentioned that the client was going to bring me some of their 
barn wood. And I didn't tell you guys this in text. So they they brought me this barn wood in the back of their truck. And I, I come out of my shop and I go to the back of their truck and I look at it and I was like, oh, heartbroken. They're like, will this work? They were like three-quarter inch cedar planks oh. from like oh. a fence. And I'm like, oh, oh I got some. We didn't even guess that because it would be so ludicrous. I got some bad news for you guys. This is not going to work. But they were really cool about it. I mean, they were a little bummed, but, you know, I'm like, it's just not going to work for a dining table. I mean, you might be able to build planter boxes out of it or something. Don't throw it away. Mm. But I can't use it. Offense. Anyways, oh. I talked I talk them into going with a walnut. Attaboy! Yeah. <laughs> so I went to uh, my local walnut dealer and... Uh, you know, they want a farmhouse table, so I picked through the stack, even though they don't like me doing that there. Uh, I picked through the stack, and I picked out the, you know, the craziest character pieces I could find. So, it should it should be really beautiful when I'm done. It's it's going to be really nice. I found some really nice pieces, so I'm excited about that. Um, they also brought with them an old sewing machine, and they asked me if I could do something with that. And but make some curtains? They want me to make a little table out of it. Uh, oh. It's just the base, you know, the the old cast iron base with the foot pedal. Oh. You know, oh. like an old sewing machine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did I say sewing machine? Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Like, yeah, Martha Stewart. I get your joke. <laughs> I'm not a seamstress. <laughs> no, I need to find somebody locally that can like sandblast it because it does need some help. Before I paint it, because I'm definitely mm. going to need to paint it. Um, they did have one piece of wood that was usable in their their stack that they brought. I did find a piece of white oak. Uh, it looks like it's quarter saw from the grain, but it was it's really rough yet. But it is about an inch and a quarter thick. After I plane it down, it should be fine for a little table for, you know, the sewing machine base. So yeah. I'll probably use that. Basically just doing a top, right? Yeah, I'm just doing the top after I get the base cleaned up and everything. So, I thought you were going to say I can get about 30 table saw inserts out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just use a piece of white oak that I got yeah, my sorry, rack. Yeah, sorry, this is all. no good. I had to burn it. This is trash. I'll, I'll burn it for you. Don't worry. Just leave yeah. it right here. I'll take care Anyway, of it. I got these uh, old rustic table saw inserts, if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> $50 piece. Um, uh, also... I dropped the ball on a commission, and I completely spaced it until today. Um, I had somebody reach out at the beginning of last summer and ask me about making them a porch swing. And I even brought it up on the podcast, I think. And I took a down payment for that. And then, like, <gasps> they said, no rush. So, like, I was like, okay, cool. And then it just kind of – I spaced it off. I never wrote it down like a bozo. And they reached out today and said, hey, could you get that done before May? Because my kids graduate and we'd like to have it for the party. And I was like, yes, yes. I, yes. Yeah, I can get you're that actually, done by May. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if that person happens to listen to this, listen to this podcast, I am, I am really sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it. It's all, it's all upstairs. And you, you're I got a mind like a steel down. trap. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> anyway, so I'll be making a porch swing here pretty soon, hopefully. Out of nice. rustic cedar planks? <laughs> <laughs> rustic cedar planks. Yeah, it'll hold up nicely. Mm. Double them up. <laughs> Remember when I made those like swing seats, which are basically just boards? 
but like Planks, they were yeah. shaped whatever. and like <laughs> i made them a while back and they were supposed to just get like uh finished with halcyon and just get taken down to florida um the people that were the person that was supposed to get it they had a falling out with the person that ordered it for them Uh-oh. so now they're going to be cutting boards <laughs> oh you still had them in your shop yeah, like they just like this from like a while ago, but the, the fallout was like a while ago. And I mean, just all you got to do is carve a handle on there, boom, you got a charcuterie. And honestly, right yeah, because it's got like a faux live edge on it now because like, yeah. it got carved to be like smooth. So when you sit on it, there's not like a line to leave on your butt. Yeah. Yeah. But, Nobody yeah. likes the butt lines. <laughs> the butt lines are the worst. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all for me. That's all I got. You guys ready got. to go into questions? We already got a little preview of one. <laughs> I had, a, yeah, I had a question for you, Dan, but I forgot it. So I guess we'll do it later. Oh, that's okay. Hey, speaking of questions for me, I don't have any, but we got one from Malcolm, <laughs> and that goes like this. Hey, guys, it's Malcolm at Boston Nova Woodworks, and this week my question is, what's the weirdest question you've ever gotten as a content creator, whether it's through this podcast or on Instagram or just in a face-to-face conversation Comments don't count. What is the worst or the weirdest question that you've ever gotten? Thanks. Oh, and again, I'm not talking about Dan's mom anymore. As Dan has stated many, many times, Dolores Dunlap is a saint. Facts. <laughs> All right. Because Keith said in the pre-pre-show he doesn't have an answer for this, I'm going to throw him right under the bus and see oh if he has an answer. Oh, my gosh. I do not. Keith. I wish I had something. The weird, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I just want to come out and say that you know it's it's crap that he said that comments don't count because some of the weirdest things people say to us are we, in the comments. We've all mm-hmm. had really mean things said in comments. Well, no, not not just mean things. Then. There's a lot of you're weird. like, what the hell does that mean? Well, I think What's a lot of comments mean? are questions as well. Yeah, nothing's true. really coming to mind though. Dang. Well, while you think, should I go? Should I go? Yeah, might I as well. actually have a weird an- I don't have an answer either, question. so go real long. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk slowly. Like okay, everybody, do speed this up to one and a half Sounds speed. Sounds podcast. <laughs> and the answer is, uh, so <laughs> my, my thing is, it's not so much the weirdest. It was just like, the it was the weirdest, but the rudest but also like it was from a person that clearly didn't realize like how much time we all spend oh, yes. in the content game. Like, you know, whether you're full time, you've been doing it for a while like Keith or Dan, who's been doing it for a decent amount of time or my, actually Dan and I have been doing it for about the same amount of time, but like he's full time with his business. I'm full time with this, but also full time with my day job. When I was around like 40, like High 30s, low. I think when I hit 40k, someone asked me, and it sounded genuine, but the way they asked the question had this vibe. And this is not actually how they asked the question, I'll preface it like that. But the vibe was, How did you get 40,000 followers on Instagram? <laughs> how did you like what? What makes you so special? That was the vibe. Uh, I forget what the question was, but that's how I took it, and I was like. Uh, you know, just a lot of work, but like, I I was so taken aback by the way they asked it. That was so politely rude <laughs> that, that, you know, it made me first I was offended. Then I instantly realized like, oh, like they don't realize how much work goes into this because I can tell you, like I work a 40 hour a week job 
And then I probably put about 60 hours a week into content, talking to other people, growing a business, 3D printing, woodworking, editing videos, all that stuff. Like it's, it's something you don't turn off. It's a lot of hours. And, mm. and I get where they're coming from. They're trying to grow. They're trying to figure out like, how do I get to that point? Like if you can do it, I can do it. Thanks. I'm glad you're using me as an inspiration. Uh, but <laughs> like it really, you know, you got to put in the work. I remember, I'll never forget this. This is literally burned into my memory. Brad Rodriguez on his uh, made for profit podcast. At some point, uh, one of the early episodes was talking about, you're not going to turn a profit on this for like two or three years. And I remember hearing that and being like, that's effing crazy. <laughs> Why would you do it that long? Meanwhile, me, four years in, finally starting to see a profit on this thing. Like, oh, he wasn't kidding. Like, this isn't something you could just jump into. So that was the weirdest, like, kind of offensive, whatever, like, left field question that literally set me back on my heels. I was like, how do I answer this nicely? But so, do, are you... That, that's uh, Maybe you're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong word. Maybe you meant to say, how do you get 40,000? Not how you get 40,000. So like, that was, so I'm not only putting the emphasis it wrong. on you because the question was just like, basically like, oh my God, like you, you just had 40 kids. Like, how do you do it? Like, I mean, like, I, like even you can do it. Then why can't I do it? It was like, it was like that. Like, that's why I'm putting the emphasis on how did okay. you hit? Because the way the question was asked, and again, it was in like the nicest way. I don't think they meant it in a rude way, but it was asked that basically was like, um, how did you fit 40 K? Like, and like, how can I do it? Had, if you can do it, I can clearly do it. What am I doing wrong? That I've was had reactions like that too, though. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I understand we exactly have, like, I, feel like. Uh, I won't name any names or any like, but there's somebody sort of in our circle of family who has Nick said Brent woodworking. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say R, I mean my, me, mine and my wife's, um, they've, they've said, why, why, why does he have that many followers? He's not special. Why? <laughs> she, <laughs> like this person, one. I won't. This person has literally said that, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Mm. Appreciate that. So I get that. I mean, and to be fair, you know what? I don't know. The answer is <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know honest. why anybody follows me because most of my content is trash. <laughs> and I was even I was even like uh, talking about this in my stories the other night. I don't even know what to post anymore. All my content just seems to be inserts and bow ties, and there's only so many things you can show before it gets monotonous, and people are like, okay, I'm out of here. It's the same and Each old, time you old. post, only like 5% of your audience sees it. You know, that is true. If that. So Dan, like, have you ever you thought of diversifying your product line? <laughs> Maybe get some more content. <laughs> I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm putting out new stuff all the time. I, have, I literally have 100 active listings on Etsy, and only wow. like... 10 of yeah. them sell so it's not like i'm not trying i'm trying yeah. dan's my inspiration to do better on etsy because he's That's got 100 wild. listings i have like 50 something i'm like I but as far as 100. as far as the uh the question goes i i still don't have an answer i just i don't either i feel like those kinds of questions just come and go so fast and you just let yeah. them roll off your shoulder you it just it doesn't stick in my I don't have, like, a weird one but like i wanted to bring that one up because i feel like we've all gotten it because there's yeah, always but somebody I've got, I've gotten like, reactions like that. Why for sure. do you deserve? Like, why are you a big account? Like, because I work. We all work. Mm, <laughs> you guys yeah. work harder. Like, Keith, like Dan, no offense to you or me, but like Keith probably works 
like 10 times as hard as we do it on all. Oh, of us. I slept till noon today. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. used to work a lot harder on Instagram. Like there was a video every day on, on the weekends dur- on my day job before, like on the weekends I would build and I would edit content during the week from everything I filmed to make sure I got a video out every day or a clip, whatever. Now I post like, once every couple weeks maybe because i'm you know i'm putting it on facebook and you're really not supposed to cross post but the reels bonus over there um so i'm just like treading lightly um but you know i facebook is the main yeah breadwinner right like that's That's the the main main yeah cash cow right now Mm -hmm. so that could all change tomorrow absolutely (sighs) who knows dude there are so many glitches on that every day i wake up i'm like do I have any violations today? Or did like all of a sudden my balance go to zero or am I not getting paid? Because last year I did, there was a glitch last year and I lost out. I made a certain amount that month and I got my invoice and it was a 10th of what it was supposed to be. I lost a lot of money and I'll never see it. Um, Thank goodness it was only one month that did that, but and when something like that happens, you have no recourse. No, I who you can can argue with. You emailed customer service and send in notes like five or six times, and they're like, "We've gotten all your requests. We're you know we're working on it. Please reply to this case number, blah blah." And then it just goes into the ether because they have so many people sending in the same. Yeah, yeah, Facebook. No, YouTube. I've never had an issue. Do you have a person at YouTube? Like, do you have a contact? No. I've heard of certain accounts, like, they get a contact. That you oh, do. right. They get kind of like a mentor or something. Which like. I, think I think that's once you thing. hit, like, 500,000 or something. Is it? Okay. Like that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that should be a thing on every platform. Like, how many accounts are out there that are 100K plus? Like, you should be able to, like, talk to a human. I feel you like know? some, I feel like on Facebook they offered that, or maybe even Instagram. I don't know. Oh, like, you want to have a call it, with Meta or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It would be great. But I feel All like right. anything you would say to these people or suggestions or stuff is just lip service. I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah, like you said, it, it goes out in the ether. Anyway, our next question is, and I typoed this, so I'm going to say the typo, uh, <laughs> is from Daniel Rayler. Rayler. Hey, well, oh. I'm willing to bet that's Rayler. Daniel Taylor. Barely anyway, knew it goes, her. It goes something <laughs> like this. Uh, hold on. Still learning. It didn't play. Why is that not playing? Let me try this one. Do you want to just like dub it? What's up, guys? It's Daniel Taylor, Taylor Custom Crafted. <laughs> right. uh, stall wife, figure out how to play this directly from the email. If you Daniel, don't I'm sorry if I'm offending you with the accent. I'm just trying to like get the, the cadence right. Um, <laughs> and I'm definitely not stalling right now for Dan. All right, here we go. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's Daniel with Taylor Pretty Custom close. Crafted here. <laughs> it was uh, very close. Glad you found a excellent replacement while Mike is away romancing with Jason. <laughs> By the way, side question, which one do you think Mike is? Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Anyways, the real question I have for you this week is pretty simple. What is your favorite piece, type, or style of furniture to make? Thanks, guys. Pete, you want to go first again? Sure. Mike is a power bottom through and through. <laughs> power bottom, definitely little spoon. Case closed. But like, but like he tells oh, you, oh, he's little you're spoon, be the big spoon for sure. When he's it comes like, to him you, and Jason. big spoon, Jason. Let's go. 
right. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants that beard rubbing on their back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, last week, somebody called him out because he got a fresh cut. It was last week, two weeks ago. And it looked like somebody said it was like a, a cereal, cereal box. box. <laughs> yeah, I was right. I did. I did. <laughs> That made me laugh so hard. I was a really box of grape it. nuts. <laughs> it had to be grape nuts. So, um, what is your favorite? So he said, "What is your favorite piece, type, or style of furniture to make?" I actually like really like this question because it's not like what's your favorite type of furniture. Like some people just like to make a certain piece. Like some people just like to make a cutting board. Some people like to make a nice live edge table. I, I am terrible at this. And if there's one thing that I want to grow at in woodworking it's organic looking furniture by organic i mean very flowy lines almost like plant or insect carapace like looking pieces when you have to shape them to a to a thing when there's corners and edges on stuff it makes like i think in 90s 45s angles i think in angles everything has an angle it's chamfered it's uh, whatever like it's it angles i I admire anyone that can make a piece flow and make it look round or curved or something. One of my one of my mentors and a good friend of mine, thank goodness, he's incredible. His name is Glenn Guarino. Um, he, he runs uh, Guarino Furniture, and his pieces are literally in in museums, and they have this like flow about them. The legs, he has a way of like piecing pieces of wood together with open centers and like the legs of a table that look literally like insect legs. Um, super cool. Uh, highly recommend you check them out. Um, I've also seen a lot of this, uh, the, the furniture pieces. I've uh, taught classes with him. I've been lucky enough to do that. So he's taught me a lot of the stuff. And the reason I like it, and this is going to be super nerdy for a second. Good thing Mike is not here. Um, I like it because it reminds me of like the games I used to play, like Starcraft or whatever, like the Protoss bodies were like very alien looking carapaces. Like that's how his furniture looks. He makes it look like otherworldly or like the wood is literally flowing. Uh, so I, it's very, very few makers have made me feel about furniture the way he has. And that's just one example. Makes you but feel all warm and fuzzy. It, it just like makes me think like wood is not supposed to do this. Wood doesn't do this. Wood, like some people do it with wood bending. Some people do it with carving. Some people do it with lamination. Like it just, when you you when people can see that kind of structure so it's not like a favorite piece or style it's just like when something is so outside the box that most people don't do it because it's a lot of work and the fact that some people can just like some people can draw some people can see the curves in a block of wood before they even touch it uh and i admire that so much and i hope one day i'm cranking out pieces just like that sorry i didn't mean to get like super passionate about it but that's if I have one goal in woodworking, that's it. Make organic, natural, artistic looking pieces as opposed to like square angles, rough edges, etc. Keith? Wow. Uh, Sorry. I'm, I'm, a, no, I'm, a little, on this. <laughs> I'm a little similar. I'm actually kind of yin and yang on this because I do actually love making cabinets. Like I love cabinetry, looking at a beautiful mm. kitchen and seeing all, like people just see boxes and things, but... There's a lot that goes into it, and I love the clean look, clean lines of cabinetry. On the the converse side, similar to what Pete was saying, I love anything with curves, like gentle curves. Like I actually like whether it's bent lamination, trying to incorporate curves into a project because 
I've made enough squares and boxes and things that, you know, a lot of the pieces I've done recently do have curves and trying to figure out joinery in curves and make it all blend and flow together. It's very difficult. It's challenging, which is what I want. I want every coffee table you made. That was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, indeed. That's a beautiful piece. If Paul at Copper Pig and Derek from Alden and I ever finished these whiskey cabinets we started a year and a half ago, you know, there was a lot of bent lamination on this and bringing joints together and fitting in. Have you thought about um, building the doors and then separately the cabinet? It worked for we, Jason. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. The door, everything is done, actually. All we have to do is, like, final cleanup sanding and then put finish on it, and they're done. They're sitting in Paul's basement. Is this what basement, you mean by the speed of Keith? Yeah. Speed, speed of Keith. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes less than a year, then it's too fast. That's going to become a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so I see I, a lot of, I, by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off, but sure. the speed of Keith, I was thinking about that earlier today and I was like, I'm so glad Keith is on. Cause like Keith and Dan work very similarly. Like they'll make beautiful pieces, but like they need time. Don't rush them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing with this, uh, porch swing thing. Right. Yeah. With my life. <laughs> but you have to start to something before the clock starts going. I'm <laughs> aging the lumber. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get in the right mindset. Well, a lot of it's a mental thing for me because if I, I feel like if I just rush through a project to finish it, that it's just all a blur and I don't enjoy the process. But on the, I do take way too long. Like I fiddle, fart around, and like miss because I. It, when you've been doing this for a while, there's so many different ways you could do one thing. You're like, should I do it this way or that way? You know what? I'm going to try a new way and challenge myself. So that just takes even longer because it's something you haven't tried. So the whole process gets extended, but. You know, I'm trying to keep things fresh for my mental health and, you know, rather than And just, for the content. Yeah, and the content. That's big, too. Um, yeah. So hopefully that answered the question. What about you, Daniel? Um, I also like, I like curvy. I'm a big curve guy. Hey. Um, however, you know, I'm not a big fan of 90 degree angles. So a lot of the things that I like to design for myself kind of have has a uh four eyes furniture vibe where it's got like you know the angles the instead of a 90 you're doing 85 or 15 degrees off 90 or you know something like that i really really like that and i mean if you go through my my post history you probably see that i mean even the bar stools that i've been kind of messing with uh recently it's it's got that same vibe to it so i i think that's kind of my thing uh would that be called mid-century modern-esque i think i don't know i think modern-ish you yeah know, i mean it's cool to see boring. like a um i don't know if you guys know mary Sai and sean from shaper they recently mm-hmm. went up to the krenoff school um kind of a gallery thing and krenoff has a distinct style but a lot of these projects the people incorporated curves into the cabinets themselves. And then you kind of have more of a square, elegant flowing tapered bases, but there's so many different ways to incorporate curves and, and gentle flowing things to make things just look elegant. Um, but yet like like Pete was saying still organic. And I mean, you know, right away when you see something, whether it's, you're like, wow, like whether it's pleasing to the eye or if it's just like, yeah, whatever, you, you know, you never think about it again. So it's great to be uh, moved, I guess, by a piece of furniture, yeah. not just not just move it. 
I also like doing stuff that that will make other woodworkers go, "Hey, how'd you how do did that? You do that? Yeah, I oh, need yeah. to rip that off. That's like the yeah. greatest compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is honestly the greatest compliment. Oh well, I had my CNC cut. It was pretty easy. <laughs> Have you heard of the Onefinity? <laughs> mm. yeah. Anyway. Uh, we have another question from our friend over from France. This is from Thomas. Let's see if I can get this play. No, so the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, let's go to the email. Well, while you play, play this, there. I'm going to go to the restroom and Thomas knows why. <laughs> yes. Yes. And here we go. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Voicemail. <laughs> the French. Hey guys, it's Soma here. So Keith, I've heard several times in your Another Woodshop Sound podcast that you've met problems while installing clients' furniture, like it's too hot, you're missing tools, or another unexpected problem. My question for you guys is, what, could, what would be a good checklist for smoother deliveries? By the way, I've heard you speak about drinking LeCroy all the time. I've looked for it for, for hours, if I could some, find some in France. And it's not LeCroy, 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 it's, but LaCroix. It's a French <laughs> word. I've looked for hours on Google for nothing. And you don't use it in France anyway. <laughs> all right, bye. Oh, by the way, I've noticed... <sighs> that my voicemail is sometimes used as a pee break and you know what? <laughs> I'm proud of it. Everyone no needs to pee. Hashtag pooping with speed. This pee break is probably offered to you by TSG.mex on YouTube and Instagram. Please don't pee and I like how you sped it up like it's a commercial for like, uh, but, 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 yeah. like Viagra or something. <laughs> like side effects may include. <laughs> so uh, for anybody who didn't get it, get that. He's looking for, so he says that uh, Keith, you, he's heard that you've had problems while delivering clients' furniture. Uh, like it's too hot, you're missing tools, or an unexpected problem. Do you have a good tip for a checklist, or do you have a checklist on what to bring to a client delivery? I don't. And the best, I think the best recipe here is to have signed drawings like up front so everybody know, and specifications so everybody uh is on the same plane and they know what they're getting maybe even you know a nice visual or something but even that with this table that i built that was two inches too tall they had the specs and it was on you know on the quote and they approved it but <laughs> listen there's always there's just there's no fail safe i don't think to anything <clears throat> because people if you give them a spec sheet, even if you give them a drawing, they're like, yeah, this sounds good. That sounds great. looks good. And then when you deliver it, it's seeing it in person for the first time can be a totally different reaction than seeing it on paper. You just And that's exactly why, when we <clears throat> talked about before, why I brought these slabs and mocked. I literally did full-size mock-ups of the two leg designs, brought them up there so we could put them in the room and we could position them on the desk exactly where she wanted them. So, you know, she sat there with a chair and made sure her knees didn't bump them and all this stuff and went through this whole little dry run. And you know how much time and 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 basically, like, headaches that could save me down the road? It was an extra, like, three hours round trip to go there. But now I know exactly what she wants and where they're going, and now I can just move. Um, I mean, a checklist, I guess, is a good idea if— 
He's asking about a checklist for deliveries, deliveries and and tools that you need to take with you and and stuff like Uh, that. Yeah, I don't do a lot of installs. I can tell you just from like when Keith and I were packing up the the cabinet, he already had like a like a list. Oh yeah, there's and it's very use like this use case specific. Like okay, there's some plumbing that might be in a way. How do I bore the hole out? So we're talking Mm -hmm. like uh, what is it? A, A jigsaw or maybe a a hole saw or something else and I need to assemble it, obviously drill and driver. Like there are some tools that are kinda gonna come on every yeah. job. But do you ever bring something like do you bring a track saw on every job? Yeah, I did on that. Oh, did yeah. I bring a track saw on that? I forget. But you know, like anytime it installs mm-hmm. like shims, like levels and I had the vacuum ready to go. I hate going to someone's house and asking to borrow anything. Oh, and God. I've I've been guilty of that so many times. Do you have the sustainer vacuum or was it just like a No, my no just my C T and my my goal always is when mm-hmm. I do an install or anything like that is I want to leave that place cleaner than when I got there. So I will vacuum everywhere. Every nook and cranny in that room will be clean, even though I didn't make the mess there. Wait, and I forgot the dang vacuum. from me. <laughs> <laughs> Use it as a leveling feat. So I'm like, hey, do you have a vacuum? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got the shop vacuum. I'm like, do you have a brush attachment? Because it's like this big plastic thing. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to vacuum out like these freshly, you know, these cabinets with that. But yeah, it inevitably you always, unless you're installing all the time, like a cabinet maker or something where you have all your tools in like sustainers or Milwaukee pack out, stack pa- pack outs. <laughs> And you know exactly, and that's kind of an ever-evolving thing too. Like, you know what? I need this level, and now I need two levels, and I need a laser level. I need the stand. I forgot my tripod. <clears throat> so I think as you do more and more installs, you you come up with a checklist of everything that you yes. need, and you'll never forget anything. But guys like me that I'm doing it once in a while, I inevitably forget. Like, frick, I need a screwdriver. I forgot yeah. pliers, or I forgot a, a inch and a half screws. I only have one inch. It's always something. I think a so basic tool set is always a must. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 100% the same as Keith. I don't do a whole lot of installs, but whenever I do do them, I always forget something. There are... <laughs> Doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Doo-doo. Um, <clears throat> there, there are tools that you take for every install, you know, drill and driver, mm-hmm. you know, like Keith was talking about. But I've always been lucky that if I forgot something, there's always been a big box store not that far away. So I will just go down the street and buy a, a new thing if I need it instead of looking like a bozo. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, hey, I got to make a run. I'll be right back. Uh, but I am guilty of not taking a vacuum. I really should be better about that. And I do have to ask to use a vacuum. <laughs> and usually they're like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get it. I'm like, oh, you sure? I'll, I'll totally do it. No, I get it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. maybe maybe I won't take a vacuum. That's how I get out of cleaning. Um, I've also forgot, like I bring my drills, but I don't, didn't charge the batteries the night before, so oh, I get there and like, and I don't have a charger. I've done that. And, I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. And then you, you, I've even gone as far as to like ask the homeowner, "Hey, do mm-hmm. you have a drill I can borrow?" And they give yeah. you like this old '90s Ryobi. But so, bought, that'll work. <laughs> I went to Home Depot once. This is back in the day, I was installing some cabinets. I went to Home Depot, bought a two pack of batteries, and between the two of them, they had a three quarter charge. <laughs> yeah, usually those come with like a, a one bar charge like, or something. Yeah, like, like so one had a one, the other one had two, and I was like, this will have to do. <laughs> and I, yeah. remember, I, I think I had to run the saw with it too. And, I was uh, doing a install at my sister's, this mud room, and I had I have the DeWalt FlexVolt job site saw, which is great as long as the batteries are charged. 
So obviously my sister doesn't have a table. So, <laughs> so I'm cutting this what? last piece. I had one piece of trim to rip down and the battery runs out. So I would literally wait for 10 minutes. It would build enough charge back up to get six inches cut. And I would wait 10 <laughs> oh minutes. It would build God. up, make the next. It took probably an hour to cut, you know, maybe two feet of this uh, of this piece of trim. So, and Pete, you said it. That was a great point. Is like when you're going to go to an install the next day or whatever, map out the whole, do a dry run in your head. Like, okay, yeah. what yes. am I going to need? I'm going to need this, that. And I mean, inevitably you could still forget something, but if you Photos do a dry run videos. in your head. Photos and mm. videos, I think are, are key. That's one thing that's like helped me out in the past is you, I mean, you go on site each time. And you do at least once and take photos, measurements, everything. But sometimes a video, like even just like panning around, like the way you would travel down the stairs, you would have been like, oh, I can't assemble this. Mm. The stairs are too tight. You would have just known it instead of thinking about it, you know, back and forth. Like I, I think a photo and video, like photos are great. Video, if you can record mm -hmm. whatever you can, the room, the space, the the where might be difficult, the space you're going to have to work in. Because that's the other thing you're installing. Like you're not just mm -hmm. a lot of times you're not just putting something in place. Like you have to like set up somewhere. Yeah, and Keith yeah. was talking about that earlier. Yeah, it's not as simple as just taking the piece, finished piece, and putting it in and place. Sliding sometimes it gotta, in. Yeah, sometimes you got to walk it around a corner. Sometimes it doesn't fit through the doorway. You know, Dude, that vanity, I had to literally tip it, like go end for end, like boulder it into the bathroom myself. Oh my <laughs> and then unwrap the shrink wrap and the cardboard and then flip it over on end. And Also, yeah. there's a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, that drywall isn't always flat and straight. Mm. Like <laughs> walls in a house might not be 90. I think it's totally fake and all the drywalls are out, out there and framers are doing a great job. Yeah, they'll blame it on the framers, yeah. However... Yeah, don't ever trust that something's 90 if you're installing in a house. That's the biggest, I think, it's, issue because... I got news for you, Pete. You might want to sit down. It's not a rumor. <laughs> There's no such thing as a 90-degree oh, corner no. in a house. No. That's it's impossible. Corner, but it's not 90. If I ever, if I ever win a billion dollars, I'm going to insist that all corners are 90 <laughs> degrees. <per> <laughs> it's going to be my one request when I the build my own house. There'll be no wood movement in my house. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go through this whole damn house and check every corner. If they're it's 90 sweet. degrees... You're ripping it down. He's going to run <laughs> Doing every, it again. every stud through a kiln so he can't be, it's going to be case hardened so he can't move. <laughs> I'm going to pay extra, but it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so silly. Good, Anyways, that's all. all the that's all the questions we got, but we do have some read-ins or some write-ins. Read-ins? Read. Read <laughs> uh, Pete, you want to read those or if not, I will. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, sure, why, why not? Uh, Ramiro... From where is it? Uh, Witter Woodworks. Whittier. 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 Uh, see, I English hard. Isn't that so? A place in California, Whittier, California. I don't know. Is it? Whittier. Whittier Mountain. Hmm. I think that's I Mount know. Rainier, guys. Mm. That's in, uh, okay. Oh, sorry about the squeak. That's for my thing. Uh, so he's asking, <laughs> where is it? Uh, I was wondering if you have any advice regarding Amazon business program. I've received an email about joining. Uh, and if I do, I get 30% off of up to $200 off my first purchase. It's not that much if you really think about it in the business, but uh, I use Amazon a good amount uh, of my business, but I was wondering if you guys have any insight regarding uh, these business program or this business program. So I, I'll just answer quickly. I have seen it. The, 
thing with it is basically you're setting up a, if I understand it right, and I may be wrong here, uh, you have to set up basically a separate Amazon account. And if you want Prime, you need to pay for a separate Prime account. The Amazon account is free. Uh, so you can like set up your business stuff. You get some lower pricing on certain items, but not always. Uh, but you need to pay for Prime again. So it kind of makes no sense. So what I do is I use my regular day-to-day Prime account, but I every business purchase runs through the business card. I have like uh, the Amazon card that gives me points, kickback on all the all the purchases. I forgo the 5%. I just run everything through my business card. That is how I handle it because Amazon will usually give you the best deal around. So why go even crazier and push it and like try to go with the bigger deal? Now, we did have somebody in the pre-show that was saying that it doesn't really make sense unless you're buying, like he said, like 10,000. But like if you're buying significantly, you might not be seeing uh, a decent enough return. So think about how much you're going to actually be buying. I think if you have like a business business, it makes sense because you can run it through like a separate billing thing. It might make sense for you to actually get Amazon Prime separately for that account. But if you're running out of your house or it's just you and your wife, whatever, like I think it's fine to run it through your personal Amazon Prime account. Well, here's a question I have. Before Keith goes, I know Keith has a good answer. I don't have an answer because I don't know. (laughs) My question is, um, if you have an Amazon business, can you use it with your LLC and get that tax exempt status. That might be worth looking into. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And that's something to look mm. into. Um, anyway, it seems like Keith may have an answer because he was raising his hand. No, I was just looking because I do have an Amazon business. Oh, Prime. I'm sorry. I missed it. I just kind of talked over you, but no, please, I have an Amazon business prime and you touched on something very important is you're right. Sometimes the prices are more expensive in the business than they are in the regular. So I always go back and forth um, and just double check the price. Um, and it seems like you'll get a better price on business if you buy a lot of things in bulk. Like, But I'm not buying 80 screwdrivers to save 15 cents each. So right. it, you know, that's where it does come down for business, whether people are buying and reselling or they're just buying mass quantities. I mean... I don't know what the, I was just looking here. It says I've saved one hundred and twenty nine dollars in the last twelve months. So that's a know. that's a Amazon Prime account, <laughs> um, right there. So it's Isn't really it one twenty nine, one forty, something like that. I forget what. Oh, it is. oh, I don't or know. Prime. I don't know. Oh, with fast free shit. Yeah, I don't, you know. So, but if I am going to buy something for the business, like a big purchase, and it's the same price in either one, I definitely go through my business Prime. Um, because it's easier for me to keep track of all that stuff yep. for taxes. <laughs> but that you know, a, so that that tax to... exempt thing is a freaking brilliant idea to look at. I don't it know. just popped into my head, so yeah, it would make sense. I mean, that's one of the things about creating business accounts is because technically you're you're not supposed to be double paying for taxes or sales tax. That's why you get tax exempt. Mm-hmm. So you're not mm-hmm. paying sales tax and then charging sales tax. Cause you're so, not the final. Exactly. The, you're the P or the I would totally, if using, I had a Amazon business account, I would totally know, talk to your accountant, that. talk to your accountant about it. Yeah. Like you can buy <laughs> material without paying tax because you're making things to then sell. That's when you collect sales tax. Well, so. if you're collecting like, I only collect sales tax on things that I deliver in New Jersey. 
Yeah, that's why we have CPAs. Mm, yeah. I'm not yeah. getting this is into why, the weeds yeah, here. Get a CPA. Actually, you know, <laughs> I'll give him a shout out. Uh, a different podcast. Green Suiters just did a podcast on uh, about taxes and whatnot. So mm. uh, Jason and Sedge were talking about it. Jason just kind of like laid it all out and how he's been handling it. Some uh, accounts to like look at that talk about taxes and whatnot. And then basically the whole gist of it is get a CPA. Like yeah. that's the gist. <laughs> and if you're running this in any kind of like, if this is starting to make money for you, get a CPA. 100%. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's one of the best things I pay money for every year. He's I think I pay for my, himself. I pay my CPA over. $500 a year. Yeah. That's pretty much mine. But it's another thing about business not. accounts, like Rockler Professional, you can get a Rockler Professional account. If you have a business, you got to send all the information in. And yes, the pricing is a lot better on a lot of things. Oh. But, but you can't use that free shipping coupon they always have. So, Sometimes it cancels itself out. Like you're not, you end up not saving anything because shipping is twenty five dollars. But if you bought it on the regular Rockler site, it's a little more expensive. But you get free shipping. So, so. you got to kind of, mm. yeah, potato tomato. Like they get you coming. Yeah, <laughs> they get you coming and going. There's really no way to save a ton of money unless yeah. you're tax exempt. Yeah, if you're doing a volume, though, heck yeah, yeah. But I also like I'm in a mindset of like. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Keep it keep it simple, stupid. Like don't overcomplicate it. Don't open too many different accounts for whatever. Like if it's really making a difference, if it's tipping the scale, yes. I mean, but if you're saving pennies, it's not gonna do you any good unless you're doing like super high volume stuff. The work mm-hmm. you're putting in sometimes, like with certain things, if you're like to track certain things or go through a cert extra steps to get something to save a couple of dollars. That time you wasted to do it might not be worth it. Think of it that way. Unless you're doing volume. Yeah, volume is key. We have one more write-in question from Chad Lincoln. Peter. I don't have this one. (laughs) Sorry, could you? uh, I got it. I got you. I can read. I just learned last week. Uh, Chad Lincoln from Lincoln Woodworks writes in, do you ever fear for your good friend Mike when he travels anywhere where he's going to be with that Jason Bent guy? Uh, no, we don't worry about Mike. He's a no. grown man. He can handle himself. Yeah. Well, it's like we said, he's a power bottom and, uh, he uh, knows what he wants. And he wants, they're a pretty good couple. Daddy to, I mean, uh, they, they know their roles. He wants to Jason bent him over. Sometimes okay. he, sometimes <laughs> if he gets to turn the camera on though, that's his really only downside. It's fine. Mike yeah, won't yeah. hear this. <laughs> anyway, that's it for questions. That's all we oh got. It so is. That's it. That's, it was a good episode. It was it was okay. It was meh. It, it was, was <laughs> meh, it was double double, double meh plus. Double meh, double meh, with two meh H's. <laughs> It was well, it was extra meh. Extra meh. Well, Keith, thank you so much for joining us again. Right on. It's been so nice to threaten you uh, to get us to join or get you to join us. Whatever English hard. Um, really appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for being here every week for the you last know. almost three years. We're about to hit three years. I'm not as important really? as Mike, so I don't have anyone anywhere to go. So uh, That's I'm, me, I'm always me, here. Me too. So look at us. <laughs> it's two of us. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting real close to WorkbenchCon. Can't wait gonna, to go. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to be there. Speaking uh, of WorkbenchCon, if mm-hmm. you, you shop sounds ticket, discount code, you save $50. <laughs> you could use shop sounds, but we would prefer it if you used AWP to save yourself $50, not 50%. Oh my $50 God. off your ticket. 
It's yeah. not too late to go, folks. Yeah, make sure you use the shop sounds code, which is AWP. Yep. I like that. That's that's a good way to yep. put that. Because they're just another wonderful podcast. So that's their that's their code. AWP. <laughs> Use that for fifty dollars, not percent off your ticket. When is this work, when is this workbench con thing? Dude, it's in like two it's the three weeks. First weekend in March. Mm. It is that's all I got. You're gonna no, be there, right, Keith? Yeah, I'm teaching. Um Oh, oh, I hope you're going to oh be there. Oh, my goodness. You're teaching. <laughs> but I just, I, I, February is such a short month. Yeah. I, oh, my God. That's Seriously. The thing in, with February. in three yeah. weeks exactly, we're going to be on the middle of that show. True, true. Yeah. What are you teaching, we're, Keith? Uh, Jason and I are doing iPhone. basically, yeah, all you need is your phone. Oh, that's right. I, okay. Not yeah. iPhone. That's right. Not sponsored by Apple. Right. So just a phone, but everyone's like. Speaking of, speaking of that. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to an episode of uh, your podcast. I forget the name of it. Um, <laughs> Shop Sounds. <laughs> but you you talked about how you bought Samsung? a Samsung. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Are you still using that? Or did you, no, did no, you? I returned it weeks ago. Trash. Did you? Yeah. Trash. Okay. I, I was curious. Know, I had seen people using it like it produces fantastic pictures. And some of the some of the video was really great as well. So, and at the time I had cracked the lens on my iPhone, so I was waiting for a new one. I was like, you know, in the meantime, let me just buy one. I'll try it out. And if if I like it, great. And I was so frustrated with that thing. Like it has all these different controls, like the pro video where you can change white balance and you can adjust contrast and all this stuff. Which sounds great. It does, but it's still grainy. It's grainy. And the... I. I mean, if anyone watches my latest, you, there's going to be footage from an iPhone and from that phone. I'd love to see if people can pick out the difference because I had to do a lot of color grading and sharpening in the uh, Samsung one. And I use my normal, uh, what the heck, microphone, The what what's that wireless mic, the DJI wireless mic that I always oh, yeah. use on my iPhone, oh, yeah. plugged it the, into the wait, Samsung. Not the Rode, the DJI. DJI or Rode? Yeah, the, I got the DJI oh, recently. DJI. And I brought all the footage that I did voiceover in the shop with, and the levels were through the roof. Oh. Like, it almost, like, put the gain up to 10, oh, to 11. And, like, even bringing it all the way down, it still doesn't, it sounds okay, but not great. So, I don't even know how it did that. And, oh, yeah, I couldn't I think wait other, to take that pro- thing The other back. problem is inconsistency in the video and audio is, like, if you were just recording on a Samsung, fine. But when you start mixing it, you know, it, it messes yeah. with it a little bit. I think if, if you started with a Samsung, you, you might be able to dial it in and figure it out, everything out. Yeah, yeah. You probably Jump adjust the gain on the mic and bring it down from zero. Way, how did you like that? Um, the, the Not the UV filter, but the light filter yeah. that you were clipping on? Was the it making ND a difference? filter? No. I didn't no? notice a difference. Mm-hmm. He had like a clip-on filter that went over yeah. all the lenses. ND like filter. A uh, size. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah dan you know yeah so i mean that's supposed because a lot of times what i get is because my ceilings are so high the lights like up at the top quarter of the screen it's just kind of whitish like a haze so i was trying to get rid of that Um, that's why i keep that like the the little like i'm sure nick probably told you about all that yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. you guys were talking about on uh one of the yeah, episodes. neutral density yeah. filters, just like putting a pair of sunglasses on. We say camera. ND, Dan. We say ND in industry. Oh, mm. Nobody says the whole thing. Okay. 
Let me spell it out for you, even. <laughs> E-N-D-E-E. I don't know how to spell neutral. I think it starts with an X. <laughs> Z is silent. Anyway. Well, anyways, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, again, use AWP if you want to get $50 off shop of your... Uh, or shop sounds if you're a pleb. <laughs> a pleb. <laughs> and, and a huge thank you once again to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. You let us keep doing this every single day every single week every, every single year because it's the year three now we're coming up on three we are years. coming up on three years. wow actually when is that gonna be that's in like a couple weeks march right? 10th i believe is so they were wait one episode so uh one two three four four weeks away from our anniversary we're a month away. Oh. Wow. A week after WorkbenchCon. I think year three is the paper anniversary, so I expect... The paper? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'll know. I'll get you a paper cut. That's fine. Do you know how like anniversaries have a theme? Yeah. Like, you might be right. Anniversary yeah. ro- one is yeah. ashes or something. And then and like wood. seven is rock. Yeah, which one is wood? That's the one I'm concerned <laughs> with. Yeah. I'll do it. I got that one, Kayla. Hey, I'm going to give you the wood at work, bench gone. <laughs> well, thank you to all of our patrons and everyone that listens. If you guys have any questions for us for next week, we don't have a guest right now, but I think Mike's going to be back. Well, Mike's going to be back next week. Um, unless uh, Keith just wants maybe, to keep coming back every year. Maybe we or fire Mike. Or I'm doing my own Keith podcast out. next week. <laughs> unless yeah, you want to do a we, double shift. Or we'll just combine let's, all of them. It'll yeah, let's Keith, get rid of Mike. Mike and Jason. We'll bring on Keith and Jason. We'll just meld them and boom. Or we'll bring Lefty back. Another Shop Sounds podcast. We're not there. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, got, uh, guys, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Uh, thank you all. Love you all. And bye-bye. Love you long time. Love you all. Bye. See you.